Today's episode is brought to you by the Tax Defense Group. The team of professionals at the Tax Defense Group are passionate about helping taxpayers resolve their tax debt. Their services include basic tax preparation, tax audits, resolving large tax debt, and more. They actively represent taxpayers throughout the entire USA. If you need help resolving your tax issues, contact the Tax Defense Group. Call the Tax Defense Group today at 800-850-7973 to get started. That number again is 800-850-7973, and you can visit them online at thetaxdefensegroup.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Writer Junkie. Are you thinking about starting a business or a side hustle? For all businesses to be successful, you need a website. Writer Junkie offers website development, content writing, and SEO services for business websites. Call Writer Junkie today at 805-587-7966, and you can visit them online at writerjunkie.com. We recently launched our website, ucaststudios.com. With articles about sports, special interest topics, and more, we have some cool stuff on our site. To read our content, please visit ucaststudios.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Lakers Outsiders Weekly Podcast brought to you by UCast Studios. I am your host, Gary Kessler, here with you as always and with me kind of as always now. Hani, I'm very happy to announce that your second favorite basketball team has clinched the number one seed in the Western Conference. How does that make you feel? Look, uh, it's it's been a good, good week for me, the high of watching the Raptors obviously <laughs> beat the Lakers. Um, I feel like I have to specify every time now that I'm not actually a Raptors fan. Uh, I just was going to say, I'm going to do the rest of this pod by myself since you admitted (laughs) to being a Raptors fan, but no, it's okay. Look, all I'm saying is Kyle Lowry is a fun basketball player to watch on and off the court. (laughs) I could not disagree more, but we're not going to talk about Kyle Lowry on this podcast Because this is a happy night for Lakers Nation. The Lakers beat the Utah Jazz 116-108. to And with that, they clinched the number one seed in the Western Conference for the first time since the 2009-2010 season. I think we all know exactly how that season ended up. So... Really, uh, really fun night for for the Lakers, the Lakers fans. Obviously, it's, it's, it's... quite a bit different um, this year because there's really no home court. I mean, you get the virtual interactive fans. So, and you get the, your, your home crowd, uh, your home arena sounds and lighting and all that stuff. So uh, take that for what it's worth, but, but yeah, we're going to talk about this game. Uh, Lakers, Lakers jazz. It was, it was a pretty fun game in all honesty. I mean, there was, there was a lot of back and forth. It was a pretty close battle until about uh, kind of the end of the third the Lakers started to pull away and uh, just kind of kept that that nice little comfortable cushion for most of the fourth quarter and and were able to hold off the jazz and and get this win and, and finally lock up that number one seed that we've been waiting months and months the lakers were on the doorstep and uh you know we had the long hiatus but ultimately the lakers finally clinched that top spot and it's it's just it feels right it feels right it's been 10 years which is crazy 
uh, but it's it, it feels good. So uh, yeah, before we dive in, as always, guys, if you like the podcast, be sure to uh, subscribe to us, Lakers Outsiders and uh, UCAS Studios on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And you can get all of our content on LakersOutsiders.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Lakers Outsiders. You can like us on Facebook as well. And you can follow Hani on Twitter at Raptors Outsiders. I mean, H-O-N-I-A-H-M. <laughs> And then you can follow me on Twitter at Gary Kester. All right. So, no, seriously, Raptors Outsiders doesn't exist. So don't, don't go searching that account. Yet. Yet. Or if, if one of our loyal fans that would not have a life wants to make it a parody account, that would be really funny. Go for it. My, money, my money's on David Chia because he doesn't have any uh, Rondo content to uh, hype up. So... All right, let's dive into this game. Uh, Hani, big matchup. I mean, I think anytime the, the Lakers and Jazz play now, the, the main ma- matchup is is the battle of the big. So what was it like for you to watch the best defensive big man in the league go up against Rudy Gobert today? Yeah, you know, anytime you get to watch uh, Anthony Davis go up against um, – Baguette, Biombo, uh, <laughs> Crepe Pachulia, you know, what, whatever you want to call him. Souffle, uh, Samaki Walker. <laughs> I, there's a really funny one that I don't know if if people are going to get offended by, but man, let's do it anyway. COVID, Kali Stein, just <laughs> the person I came up with that in our mentions, God bless you. That was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, anytime you get to watch that matchup, I think is a, is a pretty good night for Lakers fans if, if the last few games have been any indication. And this one was just incredible stuff from Anthony Davis, um, especially coming off a, a pretty tough night for him based on how the Raptors were guarding him, double teaming him, so he wasn't able to be aggressive with the shot. This dude came out firing in the first quarter. <laughs> he took more shots in the first quarter than he did all game against the Raptors. Um Honestly, like the, some like the, the first five minutes. <laughs> yeah. And and honestly, some of the shots he took, I was like, uh, what are you doing? There was a lot of like jumpers and, and kind of settling. But once he got into the groove and really started putting uh, pressure on Gobert and, and uh, Jazz's front line, that dude was unstoppable, man. He was getting to the line at will. He was drilling his three-pointers. Uh, and obviously, he iced the game with that massive just crossover step back in Gobert's face and draw a foul uh, from behind the arc. That was just uh, beautiful stuff. It's like it's those moments where you're like, yeah, I, th- I think the Lakers are title favorites because they got LeBron James and they also have a top five-ish player in the NBA. And these two are just unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, what more can you say? I mean... Anthony Davis tonight, 42 points, 12 boards, four assists, three steals and a block shot, hit four of eight from three. Uh, he was just super aggressive right from the get-go. I kept thinking to myself, he has J.R. Smith's mentality tonight. Like, he's just <laughs> – he was, like, shooting it almost every time he got it. And, I mean, I loved how aggressive he was. Like you said, was a little – I don't even want to say like disappointed was the word, I guess. I just wanted to see him more, uh, attack the basket a little bit more because he was settling for a lot of jumpers early on um, and, you know, wasn't overly efficient to start the game. Um, but I did love that he was super 
aggressive and did start to get the ball on the move a little bit more out in transition. Uh, I think, you know, he had a pretty nice steal that got him a breakaway dunk. Uh, just got the ball in, in better situations and, and really went at, went at Gobert and just went at whoever was in front of him, in all honesty. And the Jazz just had no answer for him. And uh, he just... He, he's just a he's a matchup problem. I mean, obviously for pretty much anybody in the league, but especially Gobert. Uh, I kind of did the math with this game included. Da- Anthony Davis against the Jazz this season in three games, 29.7 points on almost 52% shooting, 40% from three, 8.3 rebounds and three blocks in 32 minutes per game. So just absolutely dominant. Obviously, there's a lot of teams that he's going to have monster numbers against, but when you go up against, you know, a guy that people tout is, I mean, he, Rudy Gobert, I believe is a two-time defensive player of the year award winner. Uh, he, he just, he just causes him all problems. And I, I can't really pinpoint one reason why. I don't know if it's just the mobility, you know, that's to me, that's the biggest difference. I mean, obviously, cause there are apparently some, uh, like notable members of NBA Twitter that think Anthony Davis is the type to get played off the floor in the playoffs. Like he's Rudy Gobert, but he's just, he's just so such a different animal than, than Gobert, right? Like he, he just does so much more maybe on, on, is it a stretch to say he does so much more on both ends of the floor or, I mean, obviously offense, but I mean, do you think he's that much better defensively as well? Yeah, to me, I think the the difference is Gobert is honestly like no slander for one second is honestly just an incredible rim protector. Like he is the best player on the Jazz. Um, I'm gonna and, edit that. I'm gonna edit that part out, by the way. Or re or just to say that Jordan Clarkson is the best player on the Jazz. Although t- yeah. t- today today he might have been the best player on the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> Still love you, buddy. Um, <laughs> Uh, but in all seriousness, like Gobert is an incredible rim protector, but there are issues with how the Jazz system works defensively, and that they need to drop Gobert back because he just doesn't have the lateral quickness that a guy like AD has. He's first of all, he's never going to be able to switch out on guards. He'll maybe have a few good possessions, but in general, that's not what you want him to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and second of all, he needs to drop back in, in pick and roll situations. And that just means any team that has guards that can pull up for jumpers or even just be patient and, and get into those in-between spaces and find holes in the defense, they're they're going to expose them. That's why they've had so much trouble with the Rockets the last couple of years in the playoffs. It's because James Harden and Chris Paul have been able to just demolish them in the mid-range. Um, and the Lakers happen to have this dude named LeBron James, who's the one of the best players ever at running at offense. And yeah, he's not typically known for like pull up mid range jumpers, but he's so good at being patient and, and just forcing one little step one way or another from uh, the, the rim protector, Gobert in this case, and either dropping it off to the big or, or kicking it out for a three point shooter. Um, and I think you saw that at, at times this game. Uh, that Anthony Davis was getting the ball in space in those situations, and he was just with a full head of steam going at the rim, and he got a couple of and ones on Gobert at the rim, um, and, and was able to finish really well. The Lakers as a whole, I think, fin- finished like 70 or 80 percent of their shots at the rim, um, mm-hmm. which DPOY. But um, <laughs> uh, so, so I think I think the Lakers know, and they didn't really do it as much this game. 
they know that if they put Anthony Davis at center, it, it's kind of over for the Jazz, at least in my opinion. I don't think Gobert has the versatility to guard uh, a five-out-ish offense. Uh, they can also put so much pressure at the rim. Yeah, to, to me, that was kind of another glaring thing, and it's kind of been a trend in these these three seeding games that we've seen from the Lakers so far is that they're just so much better with AD at the five. And this is a – I mean, there's going to be some matchups where two bigs works, whether it's AD and JaVale or it's AD and uh, Dwight. Like, there, there's going to be some matchups that that works. But a lot, I think a lot of the playoff matchups, the Lakers are going to be so much better served with AD at the five because it gives LeBron a lot more space. It just gives everybody a lot more space. Um, right. The Lakers can go out there with a couple of different wings that can shoot threes, theoretically. I mean, it's been kind of a rough go these first three games. But, um, but yeah, the, the main difference between a guy like Anthony Davis and, and Rudy Gobert, and I mean, like you said, Rudy Gobert is a good player. Like, I mean, we make our jokes and stuff, but he is a good player. But Gobert moves like big man davis still moves like a like a guard or a wing like mm-hmm. which is crazy with his size his athleticism and his length um you you can see that he was a point guard for you know a good portion of his life or at least like a guard um before he hit his growth spurt um you know early on in his life i think he was in high school when he hit it but um but yeah i mean you could just see that you can see the guard skills the ball handling the shooting all that stuff and the mobility um especially mm-hmm. Um, you know, he just he doesn't move like a big guy does. You know, he moves more like a wing and he's just he's just a ridiculous talent, just absolutely ridiculous. And like like I said, I mean, Gobert's a good player and it's really no slight to struggle against Anthony Davis because ninety nine point nine percent of the world is going to struggle trying to defend that guy or go at that guy as a defender. Yeah. They're just like the, the statements that I see on NBA Twitter, like like he's going to get played off the like, come on, man. Like they're Gobert is a good player, but just they're not in the same realm. Like they're just they're not. Davis is a generational talent, legitimate superstar, like team that you can or a guy you can build a franchise around. Um, and Gobert is a nice player, but probably on a championship team, maybe your third best player. I mean, for God's sake, think of all the different sorts of players Anthony Davis has been asked to defend this season. He's Guarded Russell Westbrook, Kawhi Leonard, Giannis. He's like he's the Lakers' best option against those guys, and obviously they don't want to do that all the time because they want him near the rim to to help uh, fix mistakes. But this is a guy that can genuinely defend one through five, and we say that about a lot of guys. But Anthony Davis can actually do that, and and can do it really, really well. Yeah, and some on offense, hell, sometimes I feel like he's our he's our best shooter. <laughs> Tonight he was. It took Anthony Davis shooting 50% on eight attempts for the Lakers to shoot like an average percentage-ish from three tonight, finally. Yeah, no, it's it's been a rough go uh, uh, shooting-wise. But, I mean, the team offensively started this, I mean, really in the second half. I thought defensively they were a lot better in the second half. Uh, first half, I mean, they had a lot of kind of – uh, blown defensive assignments. Donovan Mitchell got free and 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 got you know some easy buckets around the rim and had a lot of wide open threes. Uh, the Lakers had a lot of generate a lot of open threes. I, that's kind of been the trend to me in these three games. Is the positive is they're generating a lot of wide open looks from the perimeter um, and putting the ball in you know guys' hands that can make those threes. They're just not hitting them. Like Danny Green's really struggled from three. Uh, KCP kind of got off to a slow start, although I thought he played a lot better today. Uh, they got some better contributions from some of those role guys. Um, 
that they haven't played as well so far, I thought. Um, so, I mean, that's good. But, yeah, uh, one guy that, that has gradually gotten better, and we knew that he would, is, is LeBron. LeBron really had a rough go offensively in that first game against the Clippers, even though he played amazing defense. Uh, I thought he played good defense again against Toronto. It was a little bit better, but still, you know, kind of shaking off the rust and kind of working himself into a, into a groove a little bit. Uh, what were your thoughts on his on his overall play today? Because personally, I thought he was better than the first two games, but still, you know, kind of has that room for improvement. Yeah, I, I think honestly, AD being as aggressive as he was early on really helped LeBron. He was able to kind of just pick his spots a lot more. And uh, I believe he started seven of 10 from the field um, before he kind of started to to be a little bit more aggressive in the fourth quarter and had a couple of really important buckets. Um, but yeah, to me, you know, I, I'm, I'm never really worried about LeBron. It's just a matter of um, him getting into, into the same shape that he was before the, the season shut down. And he honestly, he actually talked about this, I think pretty early on, uh, when the season was shut down, when people asked him if he was going to be better rested and if this was a good thing for him. And he was like, no, not really. Cause the way I, I play basketball is that I'm always, ramping up until the playoffs so I, I feel like my body was getting into its best shape of the season and now i'm not playing basketball for four months um so i think you're seeing uh some of those uh factors play play here and and you could also tell in the fourth quarter even he took a couple of shots that i think were just really bad decisions because i think he he might have been tired and he was just taking longer threes after he made a couple of them um lebron heat check lebron heat check whether <laughs> whether you've made them or not <laughs> um but yeah i mean i mean overall it was definitely a much better performance uh both in, in scoring and efficiency but also just setting up plays for the hot hand which was anthony davis yeah and i i mean i really think Near the, I mentioned earlier that the end of the third quarter, the team really seemed to to kind of get in a groove offensively. They started to knock down some of these shots, and uh, LeBron played really, really well. I thought in the second half, really started to to get going, and 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 he did hit some shots. And like you said, there were there were kind of some times he did look a little little gassed. And the rotation today, I think Vogel was a little, it was a little different. I mean, we saw yeah. some some uh, Jared Dudley and, and Quinn Cook minutes there to end the, the second quarter. So I don't know if it was just him kind of searching for somebody that could actually hit a wide open three or just getting guys, you know, some reps here and there. Uh, maybe we see that in these, these last five seeding games because the Lakers now officially have nothing to play for. Um, basically just getting reps and just keeping guys healthy is all, all they're playing for now. So I would be curious to see if he's going to either work his way Vogel's going to work his way kind of into the normal playoff rotation, or if he's going to try and get some of these guys minutes so they can shake off some of the rest. You never know when you're going to have to have an eye come in in a playoff game because of foul trouble or whatever, and count on them for you know to be productive in their role. So um, I'm curious to see how that plays out. Uh, obviously, health is the number one thing. Like the that fall that Anthony Davis had in the first half, like my Oof. heart stopped for a good like two seconds because it was. Very awkward fall, seeing him pop back up and just run down the court. Yeah. Big, giant sigh of relief. <laughs> it's like, that's that's the only thing that, that I'm worried about now. Like, obviously, we want to win every game, but let's keep these guys healthy. But 
Uh, no, I thought the defense too was was better in the second half, um, especially that the third quarter really just just flipped the game. Uh, yeah. What what did you kind of notice in that that third quarter? I mean, the Lakers outscored them twenty eight to twenty in that third quarter, so obviously the defense was a lot better, but just seemed to really kind of find something. Uh, honestly, to me, and, and I think they kind of started the third quarter poorly again, um, and we were all a little bit worried. And, and I think the Jazz pushed it up to about like eight, uh, an eight point lead or so, seven or eight point lead. And I think that uh, the bench guys coming back in, to me, was the biggest difference maker again. And I think uh, all three of Caruso, Kuzma, and Waiters especially, I think they had a lot of uh, just energy on the defensive end. Uh, Caruso obviously just did a much better job of Mitchell uh, in, in the second half. Uh, I believe Mitchell had 25 points in the first half, but only eight in the second half. And he didn't have the most efficient shooting night. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Caruso definitely helped there. Kuzma just being solid. I uh, loved a couple of these closeouts on open shooters that I think uh, aff- affected their ability to make some uh, timely buckets. And Dion, I-, I was actually very impressed with Dion Waiters because I think he had probably his worst offensive night uh, since he got with the Lakers. But defensively, he was really getting after it. And that's something that I was not expecting from him at all this season. Um, but he was really hounding some ball handlers, helping Caruso with doubling guys at times. Um, and I think just having that energy, uh, not only is it just making plays, but it's also kind of seeping through the rest of the team and helping them offensively then perform better, move the ball more, take better shots. Um, and I think those three guys in particular were, were who I thought really changed the game a little bit. Yeah. And, and if I remember correctly, you kind of noted this, um, in the, the article that we kind of put together uh, today um, about LeBron's defense and mm-hmm. kind of finding a different way to be effective, even when his offense was, wasn't clicking in that Clippers game. Some of that is infectious. Like it, I think the team kind of takes on that DNA when you're, when you're superstar and your leaders having a rough goal offensively, but they're finding ways to impact the game, whether it's defense, rebounding, whatever we see that I think with a number of guys like Danny green has had, instances this year where the shot's not dropping, but he still plays really good defense. Uh, mm-hmm. You mentioned Waiters today. I, I I agree with you. I thought defensively uh, he was he was pretty damn good today. And Kuzma, man, Kuzma, like quite the development in these three games is he's kind of transitioning into becoming a 3 and D wing. And that's just such a massive develop, development for this team because that's kind of where they've been thin this year is really on the wing. And, and earlier in the year, you know, he was really struggling defensively. I mean, I, I keep coming back to that first uh, meeting with the Raptors where Siakam just absolutely shredded him. Like it was like yeah. every time he guarded him, Siakam would score at ease. And in these three games, man, he's guarded Kawhi. He's guarded Paul George. He's guarded Reggie Jackson, Zubats, Siakam. Like he's guarded all these guys and he's defending extremely well. And even some of the buckets that he's given up, he played good defense. You know, okay. it's just better offense. Uh, I don't remember who it was. Somebody hit um, a pretty tough shot against um, in this game. I, I just can't remember for the life of me who it was. But I just remember thinking, oh, damn, he contested that extremely well. Guy just made the shot. And, like, that's all you can really ask for. Um, and I just continue to be kind of blown away with his defensive improvement. And, man, if it carries into the playoffs, I just I can't help but think how tough this Lakers team is going to be to beat not only once but four times out of seven. Yeah, it's such a huge change in like philosophy of how he plays because he's going from this dude that 
was basically asked to be first he was asked to be an iso scorer uh, off the bench basically to just come come into the game and get buckets then he was asked to run the offense as like ball handler and now he's being asked to be a 3 and D player and if that is what he turns into then he's a 3 and D player who has a handle who can put the ball on the floor when guys are closing out on him and get to the rim and draw fouls and be a decent enough passer to kick out for threes and that is the most valuable type of role player you can be in the NBA, I think. Uh, every team wants these 3 and D players, especially if they have the added bonus of being able to put the ball on the floor and get to the rim. Yeah, I mean, look at the trade deadline, for example. I mean, teams were were lining up for the services of, of 3 and D wings. I and mean, we saw it with Robert Covington. Heck, yeah. Andre Iguodala is 98 years old and teams <laughs> wanted him. On the on the buyout market, or you know, to trade away, you know, trade uh, acquire him in a trade from the Memphis Grizzlies. The Lakers were among those teams. So like those guys are super valuable as as role players. And obviously, I mean, you want a elite wing players, you know, like your your LeBrons, your Kawhi Leonard's, your Kevin Durant's, assuming they're healthy and and all that stuff. So uh, yeah, I mean, just even you know, and I don't even think the Lakers necessarily need Kuzma to score 20 points a night. Like, as long as he's efficient, he takes good shots. I mean, like, this game, I mean, the shot attempts, like, he didn't have a lot of shot attempts, but he played solid D, but he took good shots. He was three of six from the field. I mean, nine points. I've, I mean, ideally, I think you want Kuzma around But three of six from the field and two of three from the three-point line while playing good defense, you can't really ask for a whole lot more in 24 minutes. Um, you know, I mean, he took good shots in this game. Yeah. Like, I didn't really have any complaints with – with Kuzma in this game, I mean, I thought the team just overall played pretty pretty well. I mean, defensively, you know, like I said, some blown assignments in the first half, and I thought defensively they were a little sloppy. Um, but yeah. the offense did look better. They're still continuing to generate good looks. And, I mean, as long as Anthony Davis and LeBron James are healthy, uh, you know, like you said, I, I people just shouldn't worry about LeBron. Like, he's no. – he's going to turn it on when he needs to turn it on and he's, he's going to be ready to go. And Anthony Davis has never played playoff basketball with a teammate like LeBron James on his side. Although playoff Rondo apparently is very good. So it's pretty close. It might be a hair below LeBron playoff LeBron, <laughs> but, but it's pretty close. But better than playoff Gobert. That's for sure. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Did you, uh, I don't have any more. I can't think of any off the top of my head. <laughs> I called him Arc the Triumph Olawakandi at one point off the account, so we'll go with that one. I don't know. I don't know enough French terms or French dishes to to keep going with it, but it's it's one of my favorite uh, things <clears throat> about NBA Twitter uh, the past year or so. Cargo Eddie Curry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's. Uh, it was it was kind of a funky game. It was a fun game, but kind of a weird game. I mean, kind of had some game of runs and stuff like that. But uh, ultimately, the Lakers get it done. They get a win, and uh, they get the number one seed. For some reason, I kept thinking this game was on Tuesday. My days are – man, 2020 is just throwing me for a loop. My days are all out of whack. But, no, we get to uh, have a day off on Tuesday. The Lakers are off Tuesday, and then they return to action on Wednesday – uh, it's an early game, so those of you might, you know, they're going to be at work or please do not drive and watch the Lakers. Like, <laughs> let's be safe here. 2020 has already been bad enough. Like, let's, if you're at a red light, sure. Check, you can check it on. All right. Phone. No, we're not doing that either. <laughs> okay. No, don't do that. Uh, 
No, but the Lakers do play early on Wednesday. That is their next game against the Oklahoma City Thunder, who are playing some damn good basketball right now. I thought they should have won their game today against the Nuggets. They had, a, I think, a seven-point lead there with a couple minutes left. Chris Paul had a chance to hit two free throws to put them up by one with a couple seconds left and missed one. So they went into overtime, and then they could not score in overtime. Um, but, yeah, Thunder are playing pretty pretty good basketball Lakers, I feel like, have matched up very well with them this year. Um, I have to go look at as to why, but even in the, the one game that they played without LeBron, AD, and Danny Green in OKC, Kuzma went ballistic, Rondo played really well, and the Lakers just shot the lights out in that game. So maybe that's all. That's what they need to start hitting all these other threes is just to play OKC again. From, from your mouth to God's ears, please. <laughs> <laughs> I will like. I, I would love to see Thunder, the Thunder fans' reaction uh, if the Lakers just go ballistic from three. <laughs> but no, it'll be it'll be an interesting game. Uh, the Lakers have kind of struggled here in these in these last couple games defending kind of the the lead guard position. Um, we saw it with Kyle Lowry. I hate bringing him up again on this pod. Um, but then Donovan Mitchell as well kind of had a really hot first half in this game. So Chris Paul always, I mean, he's just, he's, he's getting older, but I mean, Chris Paul is still just really, really good and he's having a great year. So um, interesting matchup to watch. And uh, it'll be really interesting, I think, to see how Frank Vogel handles this now that the Lakers have the number one seed locked up. And I mean, I'm curious to see how experimental he gets with this lineup. Uh, one thing I'm really uh, curious to see is how the Lakers centers, their actual centers, uh, bounce back. Because I th- Dwight had a better game today, but in general, both him and JaVale haven't been very good these first three games. And this is a tough matchup because of, you know, kind of what we mentioned with Gobert, but Chris Paul is king of the mid-range. Um, and he's running pick and rolls with Steven Adams, who's uh, no slouch. Uh, around the rim. So I think I, I'm really interested to see, especially JaVale uh, in the starting lineup. I, I thought he was pretty slow on a couple of reads uh, today, and, and he kind of got caught in between guarding Gobert or guarding the guard, and I, I'm hoping that he will have a bounce-back game. And it pains me to say that as somebody who just adores that man. But, you know, <laughs> what can you do? you got to find some negative somewhere, you know? Yeah. I guess so. Uh, you know what would make you feel better? Yeah. A Popeye's chicken sandwich. You know, I was just <laughs> thinking about that. <laughs> Yet again, Popeye's. So, uh, free plug. Emphasis on free. I might have one for lunch tomorrow. But, but yeah, be sure to tune into that. Uh, the Lakers, it's the first uh, half of what I would imagine is their last back-to-back of the season. They play the Thunder on Wednesday, and then they play the Rockets on Thursday in a matchup that I'm very curious to see uh, if the Lakers go all out, how they match up. Because that could be a – I mean, these next couple games could be potential uh, matchups for the Lakers. So – uh, be curious to see kind of how they handle that, and I would imagine that Rockets game you're going to see a lot of a lot more uh, Jared Dudley minutes, Quinn Cook minutes. I would think they'd, they'd take it easy on the second night of a back-to-back, even though there is no travel or anything like that. But whatever happens, we'll be here. So uh, enjoy your 
Tuesday and then Wednesday, we're going to be back at it. So we'll be back after the Thunder game recording another pod. Um, and then I'm assuming we'll be back again for the, the Rockets game on Thursday. So, um, but for now, we're going to get out of here. As always, like I mentioned at the start, guys, uh, be sure to uh, follow Lakers Outsiders on Twitter and Instagram, just at Lakers Outsiders, and like us on Facebook as well. And you can get all of our content on LakersOutsiders.com. And be sure to subscribe to Lakers Outsiders and UCAS Studios on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we've got some uh, video content coming for you or coming your way and uh, just dropped a video today. And I know we've been working on some other video stuff as well. Really excited for you guys to see it. So be sure to subscribe on YouTube um, and uh, just stay tuned. Stay tuned. We got a lot of stuff planned and we're, we're ready, man. We're ready for the playoffs and we're, we're going to go at this thing uh, full throttle. So Hani, any more uh, go bear slander before we sign off? Well, I was, I was going to end up with a, 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 Shout out to Kwasan Kwame, but I guess I'll just do it right now. Shout out to Kwasan Kwame. Yeah, that's, I mean, <laughs> there you go. We, we mentioned that on the last last pod, too. So I'm a little disappointed that you got it okay. two, two in a row, but uh, uh, you could bring up the that, one that is, you you quoted, you quote tweeted me with one uh, today. I don't know if you remember it. I don't I'll give remember. You, I'll give you a minute to, to go back and look. You oh, can my end God. It. End it on wow, that. Wow, wow. So. This is so much pressure. Well, while I'm looking this up, I just want to remind everybody <laughs> that um, some notable people, again, on, on NBA Twitter, uh, very much mentioned that Rudy Gobert once had a triple-double with uh, screen assists as one of the categories. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I just want to say that screen assists were clearly not enough uh, tonight, I cannot find this. Was it yours? Yours was Mater D Mozgov, which is great, by the way. <laughs> great. Well done. No, you you quoted my uh, oh yeah, <laughs> Souffle Samaki Walker tweet. So yeah, I called him Baguette Bobby Sacre. <laughs> yeah, much, well. much respect to Bob. <laughs> Miss you, buddy. All right, we're getting out of here. Thanks so much for listening, and then uh, we will see you guys on Wednesday. Shout out to Jordan Clarkson too.